and welcome to episode 35 of the All Things Least podcast with myself, Ed McIntyre. And uh, sat opposite me in the studio is, as always, my co-host, Charles Foster. How are you, Charles? I'm good today, mate. Yeah, uh, you good? I always like doing it in the evening. I'm a lot more rested. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you, you're good. You're good. I'm good, yeah. Good, good. And uh, we are also joined uh, yet again by uh, the man who really does know everything there is to know about Leeds United. It is Andrew Dalton, also known as Stats. How are you? Very well, thank you. Very well, yes. Uh, my hat-trick appearance here. Uh, so, yeah, I'm expecting a ball out of the game on Soccer AM, but, yeah, needs must. But, yeah, very much looking forward to getting teeth into it. And, again, Leeds are sitting pretty at the top of the league and hopefully extend that lead against Derby County on yeah. uh, Saturday morning or Saturday, Saturday lunchtime, should I say. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, sorry that there's no ball, but we don't really have a budget for that <laughs> yes. on the All Things Leeds podcast, really unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, we don't have a budget <laughs> yeah. at all, to be honest. Very true, very true. <laughs> uh, well, there are plenty of things to discuss in this, in this uh, episode. We will, of course, look back on uh, Leeds United's 2-0 win uh, over Barnsley, away at Oakwell last Saturday. Uh, last Sunday rather uh, that wins over White's return to the top of the uh, championship table so happy days uh, we'll also go over uh, what really was an excellent game for the Leeds United Under-23s uh, as they beat Watford 6-0 at Ellen Road on Monday night in the uh, Professional Development League uh, there's some other bits of news to go over as well Stats you've got a book coming out very soon we'll of course be discussing that apparently so yeah uh, news to never. yes I have yeah John <laughs> a couple of weeks we'll, we'll come to that very shortly yes uh, then to finish off we'll of course look ahead to uh, Leeds United's next game, uh, the eagerly anticipated game against Derby County at Ellen Road uh, which is this Saturday, 12.30 kickoff as well, thank you very much Sky Sports uh, plenty of stuff going up here on the All Things Leeds podcast Well more formal welcome to uh, our guest uh, in the studio, uh, Stats uh, thank you very much for coming on no again. problem thank you for uh, having me really do appreciate more. it yes. uh, now the last few times we've talked about your book yes. uh, I think the last time you, you still had a bit to work on you yes. were still proofreading yeah. it um, of course it's a book on the 100 year history of yes. Leeds United um, now the book's finished it it's is. done isn't it's, it it's, it's all printed and ready yeah, to fit the shelves it's, it's all ready uh, the publishers have uh, done it it's all been printed it's been sent to the club hopefully tomorrow all being well I should hopefully get my hands on it uh, even possibly at the derby game on Saturday it's all very exciting uh, we're going to get some players down to some some sort of launches and, and what have you. So, yeah, it's, it'll be in the lead shop. It'll be on the next couple of weeks. It's £30. Uh, it's a 100-year history. I've looked back on, on sort of every season since since sort of 1920, was the first season we started against Port Vale. Obviously, have a little bit about the, the 1919, when we were first formed in October 1919. goes all through the decades, all through the years, different players, interviews with some players I managed to get hold of. There is a history of the kits, which I must say John Devlin has done a wonderful, wonderful piece for me on that. Uh, Heidi Haig has helped me out a little bit as well. She's done a bit with, with it as well. So, yeah, really, really looking forward to... Uh, to, to to seeing it I'm, I'm sure there'll be a uh, difference of opinion split of opinion but that's what it is when you bring a book out you're kind of there to be shot at but yeah I'd, I'd like to thank sort of the club James Moon who's been absolutely brilliant Jordan and, and Craig in the media department Dominique as well so yeah it's a bit nerve wracking because you never know what you're going to get and what kind of reaction you're going to get but uh, it's also very exciting to, to see something come together that I've kind of been working on for the last 18 months yeah, so it's taken you that long, 18 months. Yeah, I first tried and sold, sold the idea to Leeds United, sort of. It, it's funny because I was sitting on the coach on the way back from when Leeds lost to Middlesbrough last year. I think it was 
February last year uh, when Paddy Bamford actually got a hat trick for Middlesbrough. Uh, and I was thinking, what could I do as sort of my next idea? And I just had the idea I'd like to do something to sort of celebrate the centenary of the football club. Got in contact with the club. Uh, Jay Mooney was was really complimentary of it all and, and really happy for me to go ahead with it. And from there on in, had meetings with the publishers and on what ideas I'd like to do and met with the publishers, Steve Cannon from DB Publishing. Uh, and it just kind of went from there. And yeah, I know there's other books out there and it's all good to have sort of healthy competition. But yeah, very much looking forward to, to it actually hitting the shelves in the next couple of weeks or so. Yeah, brilliant. You've worked very hard on it. And what's it like? You've co- you've of course seen a few copies of it. Mm. You, you've posted a few pictures mm-hmm. of the actual book on social media. Yes. What's it like for you to to see the the final copy? See it all printed out and see, see the final product with your name on there. I think so it's a little sort spent. of it's mixed emotions of pride uh, to see something that you never think you'll see. Look, a load of people have written books on, on Leeds United and every book that I've been, that's been written has been absolutely fantastic. Every author should feel really proud that they've done it. A lot of pride uh, to, to see from when you start off doing a book, think what it looks like as a finished product. Uh, a lot of excitement, a lot of nerves because it's obviously something that's close to my heart and especially with Leeds United. But yeah, just just looking forward to it all and it's, it's, it's very exciting to see people pick up your book and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what the reaction is. Yes, I'm sure there, there will be some negative criticism because that's what it is. That's the, in the day and age, you're not going to please every football fan out there and, and what have you. But yeah, it, it's a real sense of pride and, and when you're having your down days in life and you just pick up thinking, hang on a second, I did that. And yeah. it, it's something to really look back on and yeah. uh, it's something that it's my third w- book that I've worked on, the first one on my own. I did the first one, the, the Legion United Top 100 uh, with John Howe, who's superb, superb author, John. I couldn't, couldn't think of a bad word to say with John. Then I did the, the Legion United 1980s book with Heidi again. Brilliant Heidi to work with. And then I've done this one kind of on my own, off my own back. So a mixture of a range of emotions. But, yeah, I'm just looking forward to hitting the shelves and certainly, hopefully, by the West Brom game, it'll be in the, it'll be in the club shop for fans to buy. Yeah, and it'll be available in other in other bookshops yeah, as well. Yeah, all being well, we're looking at hopefully a situation for Waterstone, W. H. Smith, uh, Philip Howard Books on Street Lane as well. So yeah, it, it's exciting, and I'm hoping to open a few doors for me and and what have you. But yeah, really looking forward to it and just getting my name out there again. And uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's great. It's I, I say if anyone's got a, a thirst for journalism, I know you two here with the, at the university. If you can get in that way, I think it's it's a wonderful way to sort of get your name out there and get recognised. Yeah. What is it like for you? Of course, you've released books before, mm. but what is it like for you to see your name printed on like a proper yeah. book? Do you still get a kick out of it? Yeah, you do. You still see a thrill of it, and my books are still being sold in 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 Waterstones and Smiths. And when people pick your book up, you think, "Hang on, that's my book." And you say, "To do, do I want to see the chatting to want it being signed or what have you?" And people question it if I'm the author or what have you. And well, it's a little bit weird, but yeah, it's nice. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what the reaction is. So be, as I said, be some good, some bad, part and parcel of it. But yeah, it, it's a sense of pride and a real sense of achievement. And some of the comments I was getting on social media through through different mediums, through Twitter and through Facebook, was really nice, positive comments. And uh, I'm just looking forward to pe- people getting the teeth into it. Look, Dan Chapman's done one great read. Dan Chapman, wonderful author uh, for, for the Square Ball, absolutely fantastic. And, and Rob Endicott's done one with, with Andrew Varley, which is a more of a pictorial uh, look through the ages of, of 500 pages through pictures. So my, my kind of... Uh, one is a sort of statistical analysis through 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 the archive through the decades and I've got some interviews with black 
Kevin Black or Dave Hockaday, which is, is interesting to hear. Just spoke to Jermaine Bett for Tony Rigo, Lee Chapman. So a range of things in there, and, and really looking forward to hitting the shelves in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, brilliant. So, yeah, out in a couple of weeks, £30, reasonable yes. price. So yes. uh, make sure to uh, keep an eye out on it and uh, make sure you go and buy it. And we'll get you on the podcast yes. again. That's when it's finally released. Absolutely, and I'll be, we'll be giving one away on social media, on Twitter, once I've, I've got my hands on it all. So, yeah, really looking forward to for it to all come out, really. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, well, uh, let's move on then to uh, Leeds United's uh, last game. Uh, of course, last Sunday, 2-0 win over Barnsley away at Oakwell. Uh, and Charles, it, it was a 2-0 win away from home, but it wasn't easy, was it? It was quite a good game to watch, in all fairness. Yeah, it was very, very open Yorkshire derby. First of the season, of, uh, of course. Um, very enjoyable game um, for both sets of fans, I imagine. I can't speak for the Barnsley fans, but I imagine they enjoyed the, their performance for the most part. I think it would have been good for the neutral as well. Yeah, the, yeah. Oh, the the actual main event on Sky that was uh, was at Huddersfield Wednesday. And that Huddersfield was, Wednesday, uh, the very, wrong Yorkshire derby that they put on it. Yeah, <laughs> quite a dull game by all accounts. A couple yeah. of set pieces kind of sealed it for for them. But yeah, this was a very entertaining game. A lot of chances. Um, Le- Leeds conceding more chances than they've done in previous games, but still creating as many as as we usually do. I think that's more down to um, change of personnel in midfield. I think Shackleton gives us a bit more. Enterprise going forward, a bit, a bit more uh, energy, but it, it kind of lacks the solidity and the game management that Forshaw's is kind of Forshaw's best feature. Yeah, um, but of course, yeah. Forshaw was ruled out with yes, a minor uh, hip injury. Hopefully, he is uh, fine soon. But Jamie Shackleton uh, did step in. Well, he if, did all right, did Jamie Shackleton? Yeah, he was particularly in the first half. I thought Shackleton was very impressive. I thought he, um, I thought he faded a bit in the second half, but particularly in the first half, he was. Um, uh, a few decent through balls into Bamford, getting Bamford into good positions, which unfortunately he couldn't finish from. But he, uh, he did play well, did Bamford as well. If it were missed for sure, um, for that for the for his kind of shielding qualities, I think you think we do. I think him and Phillips, um, they re- kind of swap roles. Re- really do restrict uh, teams um, from creating anything yeah. um, other than you know the odd uh, ball over the top and the odd kind of counter attack when we lose the ball high up the field. But um, yeah, this this. Um, this game, we, we, the Barnsley presses really well, particularly uh, Wilkes was and um, and Collie Woodrow were were charging down the defence at every opportunity when we were trying to play out and not giving as much time. And of course, if you've got less time on the ball, you're, you're going to make mistakes. And um, uh, Harrison lost the ball um, just outside the 18-yard box at one point, and that was the you know the first chance which Casilla managed to palm away. Yeah. So yeah, they presses really well, and they were. I think they were, they were probably the most impressive team we've played so far, which I don't think a lot yeah. of Leeds fans were expecting. No, I, I don't think I was expecting. I was expecting Barnsley to come at us and, and press really high because teams usually do that, especially at home. Yeah, when they, they were and home, yeah. particularly against Leeds as well, it seems that that teams do just try a lot harder against Leeds United because well, it really they, is their cup final. Yeah, well, because it's Barnsley, they are they are um, a Yorkshire rival in the league, uh, along with um, along with Wednesday. So they are going to try Huddersfield. They are going to try a lot harder than other teams because uh, the derby means a lot more. I would say I'm not I'm not, I'm not being. I don't think it's an arrogant thing to say that the, the derby means a lot more to Barnsley than it does to Leeds. Yeah, I think the the, the Wednesday one that's a, a kind of a an equal derby. Both sides really want to win that one, but I think Barnsley really want to kind of uh, you know upset Leeds. Um, particularly when they're struggling for points at the moment. Um, but if they perform like that regularly, I think they'll be, they'll be OK. Yeah, they perform they, well. Yeah, they look very, very impressive. Boundsley, of course, coming at us. And stats uh, this season, it's very clear that we are a lot better away from home compared to at home. Do you think it is because teams do usually come at us a lot more yeah, at, uh, you I, know, I away from home? There's, it's an interesting one, the home from and away from. Look, with 
uh, not got off to the greatest starts at home. It's just that one league victory against Brentford at home. Obviously, lost to Swansea uh, and drew to Nottingham Forest. Away from home, there seems to be a lot less pressure on Leeds. Uh, and they've won the last six away uh, in all competitions. Uh, obviously, the record is eight set bad on River Seaton 63. So, I, I think at Ellen Road, teams are going to come and try for straight Leeds uh, and try and put 10 men behind the ball. It's kind of what Swansea did. It's kind of what Nottingham Forest did. Uh, and then try and nick a goal on the counter-attack. Uh, and unfortunately, kind of fell for that sucker punch against Swansea uh, when when Ratliff scored late on. Certainly, away from home, there's not as much pressure on it. And uh, my thoughts on the Barnsley game, I thought it was a professional performance. Uh, I thought for for 80 minutes, it, it, it kind of was a similar kind of story that creating plenty of chances, some lovely football on the eye, uh, and just not putting the ball away. Yeah, we mentioned it first, but the line-up uh, for sure, out Jamie Shockerton and Tyler Roberts. Mm. Came on the bench. Good to yes. see him back in the first yeah, team. Yeah, saw, saw Tyler at Thorpe Arch uh, a week ago, uh, boarding the bus to get out to, to London to play in the reserves of Crystal Palace. He said he was raring to go. Uh, pleased to have him back. It's another option. And obviously, Bill came back on on uh, Monday night in the six nothing thumping of Watford, which we'll sure come to later on in the show. But it, it just feels like it's starting to come good for Leeds. They've got virtually a clean bill of health. Uh, I think Bielsa will have his press conference either tomorrow or Friday ahead of the Derby County game. So yeah, it's, it's looking good and it's an opportunity this weekend. With, with Leeds playing a Derby County side that's strung at the wrong end of the table and, and Bristol City at home to, to Swansea City at Ashton Gate so uh, opportunities there as I tweeted on, on Monday the opportunity in Oxford Leeds with the fixtures so and I think Charlton go to Wigan as well which won't be easy Wigan are a strange team at times can be really good or really bad so don't, you don't know what you're going to get Wigan are a good home side, side they're poor yeah, side yeah, yeah I'd agree with that uh, we won't mention the away game on Good Friday uh, <laughs> that killed Leeds United promotion hopes no, no. but yeah it's, it's another one it's another tick off it's another win it's, it's win 1914 in our history and if we win the next five games we've won 1919 games uh, and that will take place against Birmingham City on October the 19th it is after our centenary so <laughs> lot, lot, lot of football to be played uh, between now and then but yeah good performance good victory uh, and you move on to Derby County on Saturday Saturday lunchtime yeah absolutely uh, uh, well Forshaw was was missing but the uh, commentator on Sky Sports Sky Sports <laughs> Red Button the Red Button coverage by the way is just awful it, it, first of all it started late there's no replays which I don't see why there isn't uh, but yeah Rob Palmer the uh, commentator on the Sky Sports Red Button uh, multiple times told us that Forshaw wasn't playing because he was out injured but then a few times during the game, he would say that Forshaw did really well there, which was just really confusing. And at one point, he also said that Stuart Douglas was having a very good game. Uh, so <laughs> a love child of uh, Stuart Dallas and Barry Douglas. <laughs> Stuart, Stuart Douglas actually is a professional footballer. He played he? at Luton and played at Boston. Uh, and he also had a spell at Cambridge. So is he worth signing up? Never played for Leeds United. Never though. played for Leeds United, Stuart Douglas. <laughs> is he worth signing up? Uh, no, he's retired now. Uh, <laughs> it, it, yeah. Look, the the red button, it is what it is. I don't actually think the commentators are actually at the games. I think the commentator from a bit of an at Sky Sports. Uh, so, yeah, but you shouldn't be making schoolboy yeah. errors like that. I you mean, know who's on the pitch. You've got the teams. enough technology now, round roundabout day, to do the commentaries. And I think Rob Palmer will probably look back on that. Rob's a very good commentator. He's been doing it for 25, 30 years. Yeah. Uh, just do your research. Just do your research. Just do your research. Uh, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give me the job. Yeah, hey, Sky Sports, I am available. So uh, <laughs> if you want another content for the red button, then uh, yes, yeah, just, we are just available. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, as we said, it, it was an entertaining game. I stated uh, earlier, Barnsley did come at us. Uh, chances for both sides. Uh, Malik Wilkes, of course, former League United player, played uh, very well for them, I thought. Cassier uh, denied him on a number of occasions. And Cassier, he had a very good game here, did brilliantly. That's now four clean sheets in the league, five in all competitions yeah, this season. Yeah, um, 
six saves against Barnsley, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. Some really good ones. There was um, quite a lot of more speculative efforts from Barnsley than I was expecting. There was a few shots from outside the box. That one that he tips just over the bar, that was a really mm. good save. Uh, and he made one of his. Um, he quite likes a Hollywood save in the. He uh, does. He does. <laughs> that, that one where he had to dive to his right to palm it out, which he he, he probably could have left that one. To be fair. It was going, I think it was going slightly wide, but he um, yeah he, he did perform well. Um, and he um, it was one of the first half that that one two in the, the box that Barnsley had where they probably should have scored. That he, he did really well to um, to, to uh, deny the. I can't remember who it was. I think it was maybe Brown for them. Who did that? It was yeah. Is it Brown? Yeah, yeah. He he, he um he had that effort, but he was um yeah really good good save getting out early, making himself big, um and it was uh, as uh, stats were saying on the on the car ride up here that it was it's probably his best performance. For yeah, Leeds. I think Leeds fans are starting slowly start to realise that Casilla is actually a very good goalkeeper. Yeah, he's good, but um he's <laughs> he's gonna it's gonna take some time yeah. to forgive him for the uh, the semi final. <laughs> but I, I always thought that you know when Casilla first came in, I always thought. It was going to take time for him to get up to speed because yeah, yeah. because he came from from Real Madrid, first yeah, choice there, yeah, yeah. pretty much useless for Real Madrid there, and he's come to Leeds United, very high demand. Useless, he was just a bench, he was just a bench keeper. Yeah, but yeah. He, he wasn't needed for Real Madrid no. uh, a lot of time. Where he comes over to Leeds, first choice goalkeeper yeah. for a club like Leeds United, high demands. It, it's got to be hard for him. Yeah, and you, you look at our record, what we conceded in the league this season: three goals. Uh, yeah. to one at Bristol, one away at Bristol City. Uh, one at home to Nottingham Forest, one at home to Swansea. So, and you look at the goals we conceded. Conceded few in the cup as well. Yeah, excluding excluding the the uh, the, the careless Carling, whatever it is now, Carabao Cup. Uh, <laughs> we conceded look, seven goals against Stoke in the cup. Really. Yeah, well, very true. <laughs> with penalties, but you look at the two of the goals have come from set pieces, uh, which I think is a little bit of an Achilles heel. But I'm sure yeah. Bielsa is aware of that. Uh, the quite sloppy goals of certainly Forest one, Lewis Grabbin. That was such a sloppy goal. Yeah, and and then Wayne Routledge just sort of trickled in over the line so but do, do you know what fair play to Casilla I think he's learning all the time he's not being as rash as he first was when he first came look the Derby instance done now it's done with on it's been done to death he could make 16 good saves on, on probably won't because I don't think Derby are much much cup at the moment I could be wrong uh, but I think they've got a wonderful opportunity on Saturday, Saturday morning uh, to get three points but he's improving game by game and I'm, I'm sure Bielsa's sort of brought him to one side and explained what, what he expects of Casilla uh, and yeah I've got no issues with him he made some excellent saves on uh, on, on Sunday and kept Leeds in the game and kept the game scoreless and allowed Leeds to go up at the end and, and score the winning goals so yeah look we're in a great position it's very difficult to find anything to be really critical about uh, and as I say we, we move on to to the Derby County game on on, yeah. on Saturday, which we're all very much looking forward to. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Padre Bamford he missed quite a lot of chances throughout the game, and it, Charles, it just wasn't his afternoon, was it? He, he played well, but he just struggled to score. Yeah, a lot of his efforts were from um, tight angles. Um, we had to kind of beat the keeper from <laughs> from not very far out, so it was, it, they're difficult chances. They're, they're more difficult than people give him than give him credit for, and he did. He did obviously. Um, Spend most of the game kind of battling with Halm and the rest of the the bounds of defence, yeah, and kind of wearing them down. And I know, and it's, it's a bit of a cliche saying wearing them down, but I did think he kind of he, he kind of took the the energy out of them. So when Enketi came on, particularly for the um, the penalty, when Enketi uh, just ran through them because they they couldn't they couldn't get anywhere near him, and so then and Hal brought him down for the penalty. But uh, yeah, Bamford had a really he was very unlucky not to score. I think. Um, uh, uh, you used to comment on the uh, on the offside uh, on the offside goal. I don't. I think it might have been slightly offside from from the the angle I saw it from. But yeah. um, 
you, you've also seen them be given us goals, so I think it was very unfortunate not to get that. And um, their keep, their, to, be fair, to be fair to Barnsley, their keeper had a decent game as well. Both mm. keepers had good games. Mm. Uh, yeah, he was, he was unfortunate. He was a little bit annoyed coming off, but um, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's, it, it's, 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 it's just frustration. Yeah, I, I think he was, I think he was frustrated that. With his own game, that he didn't score when he should have. Really, I don't think he was frustrated that he was getting subbed off. I just think that he was frustrated that he didn't score, and you could see it because you know he was smacking. Be, be bench. interested to see his uh, his reaction to the the Inketia goal <laughs> <laughs> on the bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah but do you know what? I, I think he'd probably. Be, I think honestly, I think he'd be pleased. I think he'd be very happy. Yeah, that the Leeds have scored. I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd like to think he wouldn't be as selfish. I mean, obviously, strikers yeah. are a bit selfish inherently. But. Yeah, it is interesting that Bamford did that though. Coming off uh, the same week that a clip of Bielsa came out, uh, uh, Spanish TV, Argentinian TV, yes. where Bielsa pretty much said that he doesn't really like his players doing that. Do, do you know what? It's part and parcel of the game. Uh, if a player gets up, they're frustrated because they want to. They want to, especially if you're a striker, uh, uh, you want to score the goals. Now I've looked at Bamford's stats. It's 14 in 33 games, which is one in just over one in two. So you can't complain at that. Yeah, he, he, he'll know himself. Look, he's creating chances and it's just putting them away. And he's done all right so far for me this season. Scored some important goals away at Stoke, two away, two away at Wigan, one away at Bristol City. So I've nothing against Patrick Bamford. I think it's a, a great option to have uh, with with both Bamford and with with Niketia. And uh, he's got some tough choices as, as Bielsa. Yeah. I think there will come a point where it will pick Niketia to start with. But I think it's also good to have that option on the bench and have that freshness yeah. about Niketia yeah. because he will score goals. We've seen him. We'll score the winner on... Uh, or score the first goal on uh, on Sunday, score the winner against Brentford. So, yeah, yeah I've got no issue with Bamford. He's getting into the positions. I think he gets some very unfair criticism. Uh, I thought he actually played really well on, on, on Sunday. I thought he held the ball up superbly well. So yeah, I'm nothing, nothing against Bamford. Yeah. And look, we're top of the league. It, it's moaning for moaning's sake, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's good to have a uh, selection headaches as well. Really, really good. Uh, Jack Harrison, he missed a really good chance at the end of the first half. Though I uh, don't know how he ended up missing this. Phillips corner just goes right through to Jack Harrison at the uh, far left post, and he and he shoots onto the post and onto the outside of the post. He, just, he didn't seem to catch it right. Yeah, uh, with the shot, he seemed to catch it on the kind of. The outside of his foot, uh, and it kind of obviously went off the outside of the of the, uh, of the of the post. I th- he probably should have done better with it, but it's it's a volley, and volleys are hard. <laughs> and you've got to judge the flight. You've got to judge the um, the how how hard you want to hit it. It's it's volleys are very difficult. I think, um, he, and he did he did obviously uh, put that chance on a plate for for Pablo to put away, which yeah. uh, Pablo did fire over the bar. So he didn't have a didn't have a terrible half. He just wasn't. It wasn't really effective. We were in the first half. We were a lot more effective down the right hand side than we were down the left hand side, which yeah. um, which needed to be addressed. And Bielsa yeah. addressed at half time, bringing Costa on. Yeah, of course, Stuart Douglas doing well on that right hand side. Yeah, we were... <laughs> <laughs> Stuart what Douglas. Stuart Douglas doing well Stuart on that right hand side? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did, did he have a good ball with Adam Forshaw as well? Yeah, yeah. linking up really well. <laughs> yeah, by the way, we, we were a lot more balanced, a lot more threatening down both sides. Yeah. on the. Uh, after the half, after half time, yeah, of course, Jack Harrison went off for Helder Costa at half time, and uh, Helder Costa he did really well. You know, he didn't really change the game massively, but he, he did a lot better than Jack Harrison, really, in all fairness. And you know, that's just for truth. Helder Costa is better than than Harrison. For me, Costa's done enough now to start ahead of Harrison. Would you not agree? Yeah, I I would. Um, I think he, he at the weekend against Derby, I think Costa will start. I know Bielsa uh, does like to persist with people, and even in his post-match, saying that uh, Harrison and Bamford are offering a lot, um, and he doesn't really like to tinker with the winning formula. But I think um, I think we'll just be more effective with Costa yeah. on that 
down that uh, left or right hand side, whichever side we want to put him on. I think it'll probably be down the down left. Yeah, of course we're not slating Jack Harrison. He no, is a very good player this season, season, but you want you need to start your better players. And right now, Helder Costa is better than Jack Harrison. That is just that's just a be all and end all of it. Yeah. Helder Costa's a better player than Jack Harrison. Need to start him. Yeah, it's not bashing Harrison, but I, I like I like Jack. I think he's improved immensely from when he first came this time last season. Yeah, or absolutely. Last summer. Uh, in 2018, and I think his he's, he's all round games improved. He looked really good against York in pre season. He's looked good against Bristol, scored against Bristol City, didn't he, on the opening day of the season? So, look, it's just good to have the options. If you look back to last season, we probably didn't have the options to try and change a game off the bench. Now you've got two very, very good players in, in, in Costa and Niketia that yeah. can come on and change a game. Yeah. And for me, would I start Costa on Saturday? Yes, I would. I feel for Jack, but it's a squad game and yeah. uh, we've got a really busy period coming after the derby game on uh, on Saturday. We go to Charlton on, on the following Saturday. West Bromwich, the big game I haven't lost yet this season. Uh, and then we, we go down to the Lions Den uh, and face Millwall before another international break so you've got four big games coming up uh, is that right I say four big games yeah coming yeah. up between now and uh, between now and the second international break of the season so you need all hands to the pump you need it. it's a squad game and if he does go with Costa he goes with Costa and yeah. I'm I, sure he'll put a decent promising against Derby I guess the risk there though is you've got these players coming on off the bench making a massive impact changing game playing really well and if you change it up you, you know Jack Harrison coming off the bench you may not have a Big impact as held across the wood, and that's that's the kind of risk that you have, really. Yeah, I, I suppose it is. But then, if you start Costa and go two and up in the game, correct. as a result yeah. of having him on, yeah. then you don't yeah. you don't need as much of an impact yeah. on the bench. It, it, it's the balance and look. Who's to argue with Bielsa with his with his track record? I'm certainly not one to argue with Bielsa. Uh, and and look at for me personally, and, and I'm not trying to do Bielsa's job for it far from it. I'd, I'd go with Costa because uh, I think he, he's been really important when he's come on he's created goals when he's come on look at the goal against Brentford that Niketia scored scored his first goal against Stoke in the Cup uh, and has had a real influence on the team so yeah and as I say it's four key games leading into that in next international break and if you go into a position where you're there or thereabouts uh, after what 11 games then you've made a decent start he's only a start I don't want to get carried away we all know what happened after Christmas last year we were top of the league at Christmas no team hadn't won promoted since 2008 and Watford and you know what leads to like to break statistics for bad omens but <laughs> it's just for me getting the points on the board now and then it takes the pressure off when you do get into sort of the business end of the season yeah. and the pressure isn't as much because the pressure last season I think just got too much for Leeds you look at the defeat against Brentford you look at the defeat against Wigan when they should have gone on and won those Ipswich. games Ipswich last day <laughs> of the season so it just gives Leeds an opportunity starting with Derby on, on, on Saturday four games coming up between now and that second international break if you're getting eight nine points you're in a decent position going into the Birmingham City game and as Lee celebrate the centenary on October the 19th. Yeah, definitely. Uh, of course, Elder Costa did set up Bamford five minutes into the second half for Bamford to score, but of course it was ruled offside. No one knows whether Costa was offside or not. There's not really any good angles on no, that. It looks but slightly to me. Slightly. Yeah, uh, but of course Bamford, he did go off uh, on 70 minutes. Uh, Eddie and Ketcher coming on. Uh, Ketcher greeted by a very loud Eddie chants uh, from Leeds United fans. He's uh, a big fan favourite, Eddie and Ketcher, already, which is great. Uh, but then Eddie and Ketcher, he comes on and um, what he usually does, he comes on and, and just scores. And uh, of course, uh, five, five minutes to go in the game uh, Calvin Phillips free kick fantastic delivery uh, Calvin Phillips I mean his set pieces have just gotten so good and Calvin Phillips on Sunday had a really good game against Barnsley mm. really good game mm. 
Yeah, he, um, he, he, he broke up play really well. There's obviously that clip that Leeds put on of him <laughs> absolutely clattering Tiam. Um, yeah, his, and Tiam, who has... Tiam was like tree trunk thighs. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but he, that, like, massive. Yeah. But yeah, he, he did. Um, he, he was really good at breaking up play. He was... Um, he had a... He had a no big compliment to say he had a Calvin Phillips performance, really, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Just did what he usually does. He breaks up play, uh, sp- uh, sprays the ball up to the forward players and um, and broke most things up. Yeah. He did have a little bit of trouble with uh, Wilkes' pace now and again, but I think that's always going to be the case when you've got someone as, as fast as Wilkes is yeah. um, with the defensive players. Uh, but I think, yeah, he did play really well. Yeah, he had a very good game. That was a really, it was a really good delivery for yeah, the fantastic the free kick, delivery. But, um, and then arguably, from from uh, from Barnes' perspective, uh, and Ketia should have been marked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. should have been. Yeah. But you do not leave the no. the star strike of <laughs> no. the opposition unmarked in your box on no, our set No, not piece. at all. But and of course, <laughs> as always, he comes on, he scores, and he's there in the right place at the right time. To yeah, uh, put Leeds United one 0 ahead, and it, it it really did just win us the game. To be honest, I know yeah. that we did score another goal, but that goal, that Eddie, Eddie and Ketia goal, out of them, really. yeah, it, it, it won us the game really. Um, of course, uh, we won a penalty uh, shortly uh, after. Uh, Great uh, ball down the field from Dallas that yes. to um, to split the defence and uh, yeah. and Ketty just uh, giving the referee a decision to make, yeah. which he uh, took ages to make. Was it a penalty? It probably was. I've not seen it back yeah. more than once. Of course, harm taken down on uh, Ketty. Yeah, I thought harm against his former club was sort of bullied a little bit. Yeah. probably next time I see him because <laughs> I live next virtually next door to him. Yeah, uh, next probably say I'll have a quick word. But yeah, look and the Polish superstar. Who I'm I must say, yeah. did follow me on Twitter this week. Thanks, Mateus. <laughs> uh, nice plug. Uh, took the penalty with consummate yeah, ease. And what, what a penalty this was for Mateusz Klerk. But he, he's, he's, he's kicking the ball one way, looking in the other direction. Yeah, it's it was like... brilliant. And he was just so calm and composed. The calmest yes. penalty you'll see. Yeah. And he just rolls the he ball sh- into he, that. He shaped bo- his body up to fire in the opposite corner. And yeah. Then just, well, just tapped it in the other one. Yeah, well, Brad Collins went to Matausch's Click's uh, right hand side. Yeah, but yes. Click just rolled the ball in, in, onto the left. And uh, calm as you like, cool as a cucumber, and, uh, and he scores and, and makes it 2 0. And he picks up the ball, and then the Bouncy player runs off to take it off, and Bouncy player takes the ball and he shoves him. I've got to ask you both here. Is he now our penalty taker for the rest of the season? For me, he is. 21 out of his last 21, isn't he? Yeah. 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 For me, he is. And uh, Daniel Chapman, of course, he's, he's made a few uh, video clips of uh, certain players but he made one of Matosh clicking all of his penalties Yes, and uh, his and penalties are d- class do you know what I found interesting you, you look at the Leeds penalty last night I think it's meant to be mentioned you look at Leeds penalty on, on Sunday and you look at the Chelsea penalty with the arguments with Ross Barkley and Willian and I think it was Jorginho you look at the Leeds penalty Liam Cooper takes the ball off Pablo Hernandez and says Matosh click you're, you're taking it and I think that's a really good piece of captaincy from Coops the, obviously Pablo wanted to take it it's not didn't have the best of games on on Sunday. Look, we all love Pablo for what he's done. He's a fantastic player, and he he probably will have a storm on on Saturday against Derby County. But I thought it was absolutely brilliant captaincy from Coops to to give to take the ball off Pablo and say, and there's no arguments, just say, Mateus, you're taking the penalty, and and we saw what it's, happened. It's not just he's just a good penalty taker. It's also getting click off the mark for the season as of course well because he's not scored yet. Whereas Pablo's already scored twice and got a couple of assists. Yeah, absolutely. And I thought that that was a brilliant piece of captaincy for me, and it just shows the whole togetherness of the squad. And it, it wrapped the points up and, and got the three points, and also was our first ever time in our history of one back to back games at Oakwell. Yep, so 2 0 uh, final score against Barnsley on Sunday. Uh, the win kind of was overshadowed, though, by uh, an incident that happened after we went 1 0 ahead. Yeah. Uh, it all just kicked off. So we we go 1 0 ahead. There's Leeds United fans in the home, and that's uh, usually always is. Uh, but uh, of course, it's a Yorkshire, Yorkshire Derby, big we'll rivalry. Where there. We want. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's Yorkshire Derby, big rivalry, yeah. and Barnsley and the Leeds fans in the home and start. 
fighting and punching each other. Of course, they get kicked out. Uh, but there's this one steward uh, in front of the uh, away fans, the Leeds fans, who picked on this one Leeds fan who was at the front row in the away end. He did nothing wrong from what I saw. Uh, there's loads of fans running who, who could have jumped on the pitch, but the steward just goes to this one guy who's in his seat and he kicks him out Um just that's not right. He fan did nothing wrong from what I saw, uh, but the steward kicked him out, and he got a lot of hate from the Leeds United fans, obviously. Uh, and then he goes and taunts the Leeds United fans, um, and then and then uh, the stewards, other stewards, uh, Leeds United stewards, go over to him, say you shouldn't be doing this, and try to calm him down. And the steward just kicked that steward out, and uh, as he's going out, other Leeds United fans start throwing stuff at him and shouting stuff at him, and. Just ugly scenes, really, and that that Barnsley steward you, you'd imagine would be sacked by now. Yeah, uh, but it's 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 just not good to see, really. Look, I wasn't there on Sunday. I was covering the Village United ladies up at uh, Chesley Street uh, and following the Leeds game, watching it as well, and following it through Twitter and what have you. And seeing images like that is horrible. I, I, it looks to me that the Leeds United fans have done absolutely nothing wrong. The stewarding company for for Barnsley Football Club need, in my opinion. Need to have a long look at themselves and the way they handle with football with football fans. Stewards are there to police the games, not to attack other supporters. Look, we know we're rowdy when we score. We we all know that's the best feeling in football: is scoring goals. From what I've seen, it, it's very uncalled for. He was led away, especially to Phil Cresswell. Thumbs up, thumbs up, Phil, who kind of defused the situation. And I would guess, second guess, that, that that guy will no longer be stewarding at football matches and probably down the, the job centre right now. And yeah. there's no need for it. There really isn't. The guy was enjoying his Sunday afternoon out of bounds. The lead had scored. And it is what it is. Fans in the home end, it's a difficult one. I mean, if you're going to do it, don't celebrate when we Correct. score. Do it, discre- be, do just it discreetly. Be, yeah, just sit there quietly and just. I, I, Watch don't, the don't, game. Don't, definitely don't wear colours. No, yeah. I, I have sat in the home end years gone by, and I, it's very difficult, believe you me, because when you see your team score, you just get that instant yeah. feeling to, to to sort of get up and celebrate. If you're going to sit in the home under any football ground, when your team's playing away from home, don't celebrate. It, I know it's difficult, or don't go and yeah. watch it somewhere, because there's so many streams nowadays. Be sensible. Don't get drunk because that's the way you're going to get chucked out. Look, it does incite crowds because I, I sat in the... Uh, when Leeds played Hull City a few years ago at Ellen Road under Warnock, a Hull City fan uh, celebrated right in front of me and he got chucked out. And it's his own fault yeah. because I've no sympathy. Whatever club you support, if you go and sit in a home end and you start celebrating, you're on a hiding to nothing, unfortunately. Because if you start celebrating in front of people's faces that that are there, they're not going to like it. Yeah, and exactly. It, it is a little bit of pet hate. I know people that have sat in home ends that have just not said a word, and at the end of the day, they come out and they watch the game and, and leads have won. Just be careful. Just be sensible. Yeah, and, exactly. And it's not going to start trouble. But that that stewarding was very heavy-handed. I thought it was very uncalled for, uh, and it'd be very interesting to see. I know they made statements, but nothing's been said about the stewards. Yeah, so we need, moment, an update on that. we need an update on yeah, that. Yeah, well, I just felt it was really unfair on Leeds fans. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, every time we go to Barnsley, something happens. Yeah, it um, really does. And it, it's probably going to be a three in the morning kickoff next season if we play them again. <laughs> but, With a thousand fans allowed to go at yeah, maximum. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That'd be interesting for loyalty. But yeah, it just leaves a bit of taste because there's, there's no need yeah, for it. Ugly season. L- let the fans enjoy the moment. Let the fans enjoy the goal. 
I'll enjoy the victory and move on. But yeah, very unsavoury scenes yeah. on, on Sunday at Oak, unfortunately. Yeah, ugly scenes. Uh, uh, but we, we try not and we try not to let that overshadow what really was a, a very good tuna win, uh, away win uh, at Oakwell uh, over Bouncy. Of course, we're bouncing back uh, from defeat and uh, that result and uh, other results uh, over the weekend. Uh, Charlton, of course, they lost uh, 1-0 at home to Birmingham after Swansea dominating the game. Well, yeah. Swansea lost 1-0 at home to Forest after dominating the game, which is it's nice when it's not us for a change. <laughs> but... It, 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 Essentially means that the the Swansea defeat at home hasn't cost us that badly. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's um, cheers Swansea for <laughs> screwing up your following game. Yeah, that was yeah. Um, so. So we're right back, back where we. Well, I think I don't know, most people who know anything about football think we deserve to be yeah. at the top of the league because we yeah. have played the best football. We have been the best team in the league. Yeah, and that's not arrogance. We just have been. Yeah, we, you, we have. I've, I've watched it. I think I've watched nearly every other team play on um, not full games, but you know you see the quest highlights. You see. Uh, see all the different teams playing no team's really played that impressively so far yeah, yeah. We, 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 we could walk this league we are we are don't, the best team don't, in the league please don't please <laughs> don't it's too early right. it's too we early. are Charlton have been up there and uh, yeah. Lee Boy has been uh, brilliant in his, his managerial stint so far in the championship is um, I think Lyle Taylor has been uh, helping him out a bit <laughs> yeah very much so putting put the, so. put, put the gloss on the, uh, on the on his start to the season I think Swansea have been fortunate to be where they are I think in a couple of games they've been fortunate to win fortunate to pick up points when they haven't really deserved to Ellenwood's a prime example and I think they're I reckon they'll tail off now a little bit but yeah, they've they got the likes of Fulham and West Brom who will kick into into third or fourth gear at some point yeah. and they will rise up the table so yeah. There's, there's there's plenty of competition to be had. There's a lot of football to play. Yeah, there is, there I is. think just a special for Jude Bellingham at Birmingham, a 16 year old kid scored scored the winning goal and took it very very well on on, on Saturday at the Valley and I, th- I think Charlton's expectations to stay in the league. I think Bo knows that as well. Swansea to me didn't look great. Ellen Road, they really didn't. And no, they didn't. It, it was very much smash and grab. Defensively, they, I thought they were strong. Yeah. I, just, I just thought when it comes to actually playing football, I thought yeah. they, were, they were poor. Yeah. Will, will they be there or there? It, it, it's so early days. Yeah, look, it's too early. I, on. I've been quite impressed by Forest. They're, they're unbeaten since uh, losing them to West Brom on day one. So there'll be a few surprises in there. I watched the Fulham West Brom game and. I worry with Fulham because Scott Pack is very inexperienced and if it goes wrong, it goes wrong. And OK, they've got a wonderful front line with, with what Mitrovic, Cavaliero and, and Anthony Knockout yeah. who's got a lovely goal. But again, there's no guarantees. West Brom, Charlie Austin could score a hat for easy opportunities and Fulham should have been out of sight before West Brom equalised. It was only a mistake <laughs> by the goalkeeper that, that's kind of gifted them uh, that opportunity. But uh, Sheffield Wednesday under Monk got a great victory at, at Huddersfield. Huddersfield looking in a lot of trouble. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, great, it's great to see. You love yeah. to see. Oh, yeah. yeah you love to awesome. see. It's awesome. I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I think the Cowleys have got a massive job on there. But I, I think the league is very open this year. There's no Norwich in it that played. Brilliant football deserve yeah. to go up as champions and yes. Sheffield United. There's no Norwich yet. No, yet. <laughs> Look, it's, it's early days. We're, what, seven games in? Nah, for, for me, we're, we're the best team in the league. I, I, I we, can we, see us walking. We, we, we should do. Us and Fulham will, and, and yeah. West Brom are probably the ones I, up there. I never get to, into that trap because it can bite you on the ass. Look, I thought these were the best footballing side last year and unfortunately they turned off toward the back end of the season. I think the way I'd put it is they've got a wonderful opportunity this year to finally go up in the centenary year. Whether they do or not, the people being the pudding come what come what may. Uh, it's my birthday on Saturday, May the second, or Sunday, May the second. I want to be celebrating mm. with about ten pints and promotion to the to the Premier League, and I'll be <laughs> drunk somewhere in the middle. Please don't responsibly. Uh, happy but, birthday in advance. Yes, thank you very much. It's, we often play chat. <laughs> it's a long time in advance. It's a long time in advance. 
I've had some relegations on my birthday, but we won't go there. <laughs> I just think, having watched a lot of the football on Sky and on the Quest and, and what having seen a lot of the highlights and read a lot of the comments, I feel the league is there to be shot at this season. I think if Leeds can get the consistency right and and not have the silly defeats like they did back in the last season, and I think there's a different mentality with Leeds. You look at the Stoke performance, went there, lost last season. Uh, you look at the performances, Brentford at home, drew last season, won this season. Uh, you, you just look at the performances as a whole. Barnsley could have been a tricky game, last, I know they weren't in it last season, but could have been a tricky game when they got the job done 1-2-0. Uh, Wigan won 2 with, with sort of some ease. Just get that home form correct. They've started wonderfully away from home with Leeds with, with what? Uh, four straight victories in the league. Get the home form sorted. Start with Derby County on uh, on on Saturday morning, Saturday lunch, whatever you want to call it, and then build up from there. They've got some tough games, as I said, coming up with Charlton away on a bit of a high, and then on a crest of a wave. West Brom, look what they did against West Brom last season. They were one 0 up in seventeen seconds. I don't think West Brom are great at the moment. That was. that was a brilliant game <laughs> from Hernandez. Uh, under Slavon Bilic, not really clicked into gear. And then Millwall uh, at the new den when we never get. An easy game West Brom seem a weird side at the moment. Yeah, they do. Not, they do. Have they been ahead yet in a game? It seems to. I uh, think they have. I think they were ahead against Blackburn, uh, and they won, I think they went on to win. I think, I think that's three, the, two. the only uh, uh, game they've been ahead in. Uh, I know there was an interesting stat from one. I think it was one of the books. I don't know if it was Will Hills that, that tweeted West Brom the only unbeaten side in the league and leaves the top of the league. So <laughs> I, I, I just feel the league is wide open this year. Uh, I don't want to get too carried away. We're seven games in. We've got another thirty-nine uh, to go. We've got another. I need to try and work this out on the head. One hundred twenty-seven points. I think that is from thirty-nine games off the top of my head. Uh, th- I think that's right. Yeah. Uh, uh, is that one hundred seventeen? Should I 117. say one hundred seventeen? Yeah. Close enough. Uh, and they've got an opportunity. It's early doors. The league starts to take shape in October. Look. After Aston Villa last year and after Blackburn last year, we all thought, this is our year. And then it just kind of went wrong, Christmas, New Year time. And I don't want to fall into that trap. They have got an opportunity this year. That's all it is at the moment. It's an opportunity. If they can get the consistency right, if they can stay free from injuries, and the injuries was last year was ridiculous. What, 60-odd injuries last year was remarkable. And it's amazing that if everyone is past fit for Saturday, it's the first time since Oxford United in pre-season last year that Leeds have had a fully fit squad to choose from. We wait obviously to see what Bielsa says in his press for, uh, tomorrow or Friday, whenever it'll be. But that's astonishing. From look at the under 23s game, it does look like Robertson ailed in a back fit. Yeah, yeah, and I'm just hoping no one else is if, if Forshaw's fit as well. See what yeah, Bielsa says in, in his yeah. press because that's the only one I think we've got a doubt on 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 at the weekend. That's astonishing, isn't it? You think back nearly. What seventeen months to think Leeds last had a fully fit squad under Bielsa? Yes, yeah, incredible. One game, one game in pre-season, and I think that's kind of what caught up with us last year. We lost Roof for the playoff semi-final against Derby. You wonder had that being different the second I get Alan Red and Roofy played. Uh, so yeah, lots to look forward to. Feet on the ground, Bielsa will keep their feet on the ground, and then we go to Philip Cocu's Derby County Allen yeah. Road on uh, <laughs> Saturday lunch having a game. I fully expect Leeds to on a yeah. win. Of course, we are top of Championship table done now. Yes. It's nice to see we're we're on it on. One on top on goal difference, sixteen yeah, I, I points. One here in second. BBC Sport got the goal difference wrong on their <laughs> thing. They put it was eight. It was actually nine. Uh, yeah. I noticed that. and I thought that's wrong. That is, but <laughs> they, 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 they took about six hours to change it. Yeah. But of course, we are top of the championship table. It is nice to see, and hopefully, we stay there uh, until the end of the season. As and uh, of course, we do move on to Derby County at home uh, on Saturday, which we will of course discuss uh, later on in the show. But for now, uh, moving on to the uh, Leeds United 23s. Uh, 
very good game on Monday night at uh, Ellen Road. A 6-0 win uh, over Watford in the uh, Professional Development League. Uh, that's put us uh, one point behind the league leaders, not in the Forest now, which is good. Uh, now, uh, me and Charles, uh, me and you were there. And it was a very good night, wasn't it? Very good night. It was free for seeing ticket holders yeah. and a uh, big crowd. And uh, it, it was a good game. Yeah, um People, uh, I mean, the Watford Twitter was having a bit of a, having a, bit of a pop at how <laughs> many senior hilarious. players we had, but yeah, we, the, we average, the average age of the squad was was 20, uh, 20 and a half years old. Yeah, and I thought the likes of Streak and Leif Davis and Stuart McKinstry all played really well, uh, and they're all youth players. Gots, I thought Gots was phenomenal in the game. I thought he was he was pulling the strings all game. Mm, mm, ca- ca- made captain as well in the twenty threes. I I said to you at the game. At the moment, I mean, obviously he's not had as much of a chance. I think he's a more complete player than yeah. Shackleton at the moment. Uh, they're obviously the similar builds, similar types of player. They, they can both play kind of full-back or defensive midfield. But I thought Gotts was superb. His, his, um, his cross for the Enketi's second was Oh, fantastic, pinpoint. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, but he, he had a phenomenal game. And they, they're all youth players. Um, mm. Obviously, Robertson, Aylin, they picked some uh, goals and assists. <laughs> and uh, Enketi got a couple of goals as well. And they're, yeah. all, they're all senior players. But uh, Roberts is under 23 years old. Oh, that's Getty's, amazing to think, isn't it, Roberts? Yeah. under 23 years yeah, exactly. old. Where's the exactly. problem? Uh, Unless uh, you Watford Twitter social media guy yeah. who didn't quite... <laughs> I mean, uh, obviously, Berardi's 31, Barry Douglas 30, Ligalian 28. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's what that is for. That's the whole point of the So players coming back from injury, like Aylin so and You Roberts. come back from injury, you come back from long-term injury, you're out of form, you're out of fitness, you build up you're not going to straight into the first team. Yeah, and whoever's exactly. behind that Watford account, <laughs> well, hey-ho. I mean, it, it, was, it was a nice read. I mean, yeah, we, we did play a very strong side. Many yeah. first team, uh, regular first teamers were yes. involved. Uh, as we said, Douglas Berardi, Aylin Roberts, who were coming back from injury, yes. uh, Eddie and Ketcher, who was who was a surprise really. I was wondering where uh, Ryan Emerson was. Yeah, not sure after uh, Ryan because I thought he's kind of he was, he was at the ground. Apparently. He was. He was watching it. Yeah, but look at and Ketcher. We've already discussed him in, in great detail. Great to see Tyler back. Uh, I think that's another option we've not quite had. And I thought he did really well last season for us. I thought against Sheffield Wednesday uh, in April was magnificent that day. Uh, uh, I think he had a hand in the goal for, for Jack Harrison. But yeah, look uh, to beat a Premier League side as well. And so I know it's it's development league but brilliant and it all goes well for yeah. the whole feel good factor of the football club as well yeah, absolutely uh, Carlos Corbran at the start of the season like a house on fire they've got an opportunity to go and retain the title uh, that they won last year so yeah, although what, what was funny they never got a trophy for that I've never seen a trophy that they lifted so didn't they I'm sure they, they won the last game, didn't they? To win yeah, the, the we league. won the league, and then we won the there's like the, the, the playoff against Birmingham. I've never yeah. seen Leeds lift a trophy for that, but no, hey ho. Yeah. But yeah, great to see Bill back. I think he's raring to go. Great to see Tyler back, and it all goes well to see what the squad is like for for Derby County on on Sun, on Saturday. And it, yeah. it's exciting as well to see these kids. Yeah. McKinstry, absolutely brilliant for a for a 16 year old kid yeah. winning two pens as well. Correct. It's come from. Yeah. He was better than Jack Clark for me. Yeah, it was coming from Scotland and. Coming to a new country, don't know anybody, fitting yeah. in so well, and yeah. we've got an eye for real raw talent at the moment. Yeah. Ellen Road. Uh, for me, it was better than Jack Clark as well. And I was just thinking for like, how on earth have we got ten million pounds for Jack Clark? And we've had Spurs his pants down. Yeah. Really, he, he's going back in January <laughs> and then getting loaned out to another club. He just seems definitely. It doesn't seem like he wants to be. He seems. To, I don't. I don't want to make assumptions about his about what, what he might think or what he might say. But it seems to me that he considers himself a Tottenham Hotspur player that's been undervalued at least. It, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because yeah. you look back at Clark and made his debut against Brentford in the one or draw uh, last season. How how many good games has he has he had at Leeds? I'm not trying to sort of criticise him or what have you. Was it a panic buy by Tottenham from sort of seeing the Aston Villa game last season? Yeah, that, had a great game against Derby County yeah. as well in January. 
it's just a very interesting. I, I was surprised at the ten million fee. Uh, is he ready for Premier League football? No, in my opinion. Could he be recalled by Tottenham in January because he's not getting much to first in football Probably. every chance? Because when these Premier League sides send players out on loan, it's very likely they want to see first team football. Just, I'm just surprised that Leeds went for the option to, to loan him back. But he, he's, it's a tough yeah. one with Jack because he's not ready for Premier League football, in my opinion. Does he need first team football? Yes. Is he at the right club, in my opinion? Probably not because I don't quite see where he fits in. And if Costa keeps performing like he yeah. does, uh, and obviously then you've got McKinstry down there, and if, if he's ready in, in six months' time, where does that leave Jack Clark? Yeah, but he is there as an option, though, which, yes, is, he is. which I guess is a positive. Yes, he is. Uh, of course, we mentioned uh, Watford's Twitter. That was very hilarious <laughs> and it was very nice uh, to read Luke, through Luke uh, uh, afterwards. Over 100 appearances for the first team yeah, to well, score at the back post. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, get his stats right. Yeah. <laughs> well, we read them all out. Uh, so uh, yeah, he here, said so. over 100, which is true. Yeah, yes. you, yes. you replied. 160 and I got about 100 likes yeah. on that which I uh, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't quite expecting but yeah, yeah. But I, the, I, the, the Twitter guy didn't hesitate to tell us that there was a lot of star players so it, the first one uh, Eddie and Ketcher put us uh, uh, scored a few goals and uh, they tweeted England on 21 star Eddie and Ketcher scores his second uh, scores his second goal star. I think there's a contradiction that under 21s play for the under 23s yeah, yeah. Right, then carry uh, on then uh, they tweeted at, at half time Marcel Bielsa is here to watch the uh, Leeds United Watford done 23's game tweeted a picture of Bielsa then to put he'll be pretty happy with his side being 3-0 up uh, two of which have been scored by Eddie Nketiah who also scored yesterday against Barnsley in the Championship and your point um, is yeah. <laughs> uh, he's under 23 years old we're well within our rights to play him because yeah. he's under 23 absolutely yeah. and then to put uh, Luke Haling just a brilliant tweet there. Luke Haling, who has played more than 100 times for the first team, converts <laughs> at the far post with his left foot. Uh, his left foot that he's used about four times throughout his Legion United Correct. career. I've been, I've, I've, do you know what? I'm not <laughs> just, yeah. seeing the Watford team uh, from, from Monday. I'll be interested to see how many appearances they've got between, <laughs> yeah, exactly. between them on that team. Uh, so. The full-time tweet uh, said, uh, full-time, Legion United 6, Watford nil. An experienced lead side, Envy on 23's 100% uh, start to the season. Uh, sorry, Watford, but I mean... They were poor. They, they, they were, were poor. They were, they were, they were really poor. poor. A team that's won. I mean, I know obviously it's under twenty threes, and we had a few senior players, and they didn't. But even even so, they were poor. Yeah, they were. They were. But can I be? But was put in front of you, and the way. Uh, and what's Does good is some good? <laughs> the way the twenty threes are performing just sort of filters down through the eighteens and up to the first team because the whole ethos is playing that high pressing game, playing that passing football, playing that lovely style of football that's easy on the eye. And if the twenty threes are doing it, then it reverberates around to the first team, and it's just the whole ethos of the football club at the moment. Everyone's happy around the place, and yeah. training is a great place to be in, and Thorpe Arch is a is a wonderful place to be at, at the moment. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, of course, a uh, fantastic performance. Uh, Ilan Meslier, of course, keeping a clean sheet in goal. And it was great to see him uh, live and in person. He is massive. He he's is huge. very tall, yeah. very skinny. He he's like a spider. I mean, his arms literally go <laughs> yeah, down below I, his I knees. Have to say, his, his arms literally go down below his knees. And I, I I reckon Mesley could probably do the head, shoulders, knees, and toes dance without bending. Probably, over. yeah. I have to say, I was at, when I was at Thorpe Park from the Leeds Ladies, it was the day that the. 23s went down to, to Selhurst Park to, to play Crystal Palace. I walked past the uh, Messia. My God, it's like up here. <laughs> and I'm, I'm five foot nine, Massive. so I'm quite I'm quite tall at the moment. But yeah, do you know what? If uh, Casilla does get injured, I've no no worries. So he said a great penalty at Crystal Palace. Gets down really well for a big for a big tall guy. So yeah, and again, it's another option if, he's, if he does 
he's a very good secondary keeper. Yes, he is. Yeah, and yeah, of course, we've got the op- opportunity to sign him permanently in yeah. the summer if, if we want. The, the only thing I will say, I would like to have seen him play against Stoke in the Cup. Yeah. Or play against Salford in the Cup to give him a run out. He'll probably play in the FA Cup against whoever we play uh, yeah, in when the draws made in December, November, December yeah. time. But yeah, I, I think as a second choice keeper, no yeah. issues for me. I think that's just a kind of example of Bielsa taking the Cups seriously. He plays his first team yeah. keeper in the Cup game. Yeah, but of course, yeah. Messi, he had a very good reputation of him for France. And, uh, yeah, very good second choice goalkeeper. Um, of course, a couple I, I, of clean sheets feel, in a row now. I feel sorry for Myazek and, uh, and Huffer, though. Not, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. interesting with Huffer. He wasn't on the team photo last night, Huffer. The, yeah. They were doing the behind the scenes on the on the, the Instagram uh, the Instagram feed. So, yeah, I thought, look, Huffer came in against... Uh, against Bristol City last season kept a clean sheet went on line to Barnet Uh, I remember when uh, all hell broke loose when Huff had to come back because someone broke a finger and it was Maziak that broke a finger because everyone thought one of the keepers then the other one that's in Chelsea keepers had broken a finger but we've got options Maziak I think is a very good goalkeeper Messiah is a very good goalkeeper and Casilla is the first team goalkeeper and I think what it shows is that we have strength in depth you look back to previous season and what's cost us down there we haven't had that options to try and change games look under Monk we just went kind of one dimensional with Chris well great season under, under Gary Monk just missed out the players should have made the playoffs but goals in all it, it, was very, <laughs> it, it was very one dimensional trying to get the ball out to Hadi Saka yeah. trying to get the balls out to Hernandez balls into the box Chris Ward Christensen didn't really have a style Heckingbottom we won't talk about uh, <laughs> sorry Paul if you're listening I'm sure you're not inhibiting you've got your own problems uh, and then we've now got a style under BL so that we can all we can all appreciate we've got those options uh, coming off the bench whether it be Niketa whether it be Costa whether it be Shackleton who I thought had a great game on, on Sunday in the Yorkshire Derby so and it feels like we've finally got the strength in depth yeah it really does uh, the goals were flying in on Monday night of course 3-0 three, three at half time 6-0 full time uh, goals from uh, Pascal Sturrick he made it 1-0 and Ketia scored 2 robbed of a hat-trick really because if he had played for just a few seconds <laughs> in the second half he would have uh, probably <laughs> took the penalty and United scored hat-trick. a hat-trick admittedly not in senior level but yeah, uh, that's nice to see but Eddie Ketia just keep Keeps on scoring. Uh, Tal Roberts uh, getting on the score sheet as well. Gotts and then uh, Ailing as well, um, which is uh, really nice. And uh, good to see Ailing and Roberts back and playing and scoring. And uh, yeah, 6 0 full time. It's a win. Great game. Great win. One point below the league leaders, not in the Forest, in the uh, PDL North yep. section. Uh, happy days. Happy days for even 23s. Yeah, and it all goes well for the future. That It does have that impact on the on the 18s, and it also gives players in the 18s the opportunity that, that try and, can try and break through uh, into into the, the 23s and there's players. Like Noah Kenny, that that's going to be there or thereabouts. With England, they, yeah. Of, of Char- the, uh... Charlie Cresswell played, I think, against Palace. Was it off the top of my head? Richard Son. So yeah, there's Mark Jackson's got a wonderful squad in the 18s. I, I talk to Mark sometimes uh, uh, through WhatsApp and what have you, and he's got a tremendous squad. And yeah. they've had a brilliant couple of years as well. And Edmondson was in that squad a couple of years ago, sort of built his way through. So, yeah, and it, it does all go well for the future of the football club. And when players do move on or players sort of retire, when Hernandez does retire, there's there's options. I look at Mateus Bogus, who's sort of the next in line to Pablo's throne, so to speak. And I thought he had a fine game against Stoke. So, yeah, Alpha McCalmont, another one that's met play this season. So, the future is very, very bright. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the plan is to turn the academy into a tier one, though, eventually. It is, it? yeah. So, to kind of. Because you can't enter the Premier League section without a tier one academy. That is correct, which I'm, I'm sure they're working on behind the scenes. Yeah, so. obviously, yeah. um, How do you qualify for that? You, I think it's um, you've got to alter your uh, facilities to a certain correct. standard. And you've got to, um, I think it's produce a certain number of players for the, eventually make it to the first team. That's correct, as well. yeah. Yeah, that's to, to make it tier one. Yeah, but yeah. That, that'll come with the amount of players that are progressing through the ranks and... 
I know I put a stat out back in, in January. I was actually on the way down to a ladies' game at Crewe, uh, and we've only not used an Academy product in four out of 4,000 something games. My phone <laughs> just went ballistic. And uh, the last time we didn't use an Academy prospect in, a pro- product in a match day squad was Accrington Stanley in a JPT game in 2009. Wow. And, and that just shows you uh, the strength the academy has on Legion at the yeah. football club brilliant, it's, the, it's, the, um, it's the foundations of the club really it's been course, very it's heavily relied on over the years and, yeah. um, and to great effect course, in a lot, in a lot of it, so. that, and you look at the reward with, with Calvin Phillips' new contract yeah. that is, is a player that's come through the academy made his debut in what, 2015 against Wolves scored on his third appearance uh, against sorry second appearance against Cardiff City and it's gone on to be a star not yeah. only on the pitch off the pitch legend hero yeah. and I've, I've got to mention his grand as well who uh, <laughs> He's, he's, Very popular figure. Yeah. Wow, absolutely brilliant. I know Pope, he mentioned it on another show last week. Wow, the whole Phillips clan. Just yeah, it's brilliant. And you glow. just wonder who the next star is going to be coming yeah, up the uh, Leeds United ranks. I, I think, and I was talking to Andy Hughes uh, about, I think Hughes has got a job elsewhere now. I think it's Sheffield United. He mentioned Charlie Cresswell, sort of the next uh, off the conveyor belt. I think Edmondson will get his opportunity. Alfie McCalmont, we've seen, looks a tidy player. Robbie Gotts will get a chance. 19 games unused, which is a record at the moment for Leeds. Thank yeah. you to Mark, Mark Bracher for that one on, on Sheridan Dictates. Do follow uh, Nostalgia LUFC. Brilliant, brilliant Twitter fit, uh, handle. So, so yeah, and it's, in, it's just in very good hands at the moment. Yeah, it, it definitely is. Uh, well, uh, could we have a Tier 1 uh, Academy uh, in in the near future, really, as we uh, could be uh, improving our facilities? Uh, Leeds United, because uh, news coming out uh, today, we're calling this on a Wednesday, and news came out earlier on today regarding uh, the uh, proposed uh, new Leeds United training ground. Uh, so uh, earlier, Leeds City Council's uh, executive uh, board had uh, accepted the recommendation to sell the Matthew Murray High School site uh, to Leeds United so that we can build a new training ground. Uh, it's right next to the stadium, uh, Ellen Road. Uh, another step forward for this project. It's a very good project. Uh, and a training ground close to the stadium is, is well needed as Four Parch is absolutely miles away. Um, a lot of benefits for the community as well. Uh, and it's great stuff. And Charles, me and you discussed it a lot last week, but it's fantastic fantastic news oh yeah because um i th- think the um as uh, angus canoe was uh saying on one of our competitor podcasts on, <laughs> on talking shot he was saying um, yesterday that the uh, they want to develop more inner city youth and um obviously he, he thinks that because of the areas around ellen road like colbeck and be sort of quite deprived areas and i don't think that's unfair to say i think they are deprived areas yeah um that the um we're missing uh, we're missing out on youth in, in the inner city that can't afford the um the, the, to Travel all the way out to near Weatherby, where I thought yeah. that. Yeah, it's miles away. It's miles away. I, I'm always having to fill up the car before I go out there because it is a, a there's very always, long there's journey. A, there's that story about Fabian Dolphin to take three buses to the um, <laughs> yeah. to Thought Park. I think and, uh, uh, Calvin Phillips' mum had to it, worked a lot, to worked very hard to drive him down to the ground. Yeah, it, she worked very hard no, to to, to be able, to be able to afford petrol to take him up to Thought Park every single day. Uh, it's miles away. We need a we need a training ground close to home, really, and and it's good news. And, and it's just just the other side of the motorway from Ellen Road it's, it's very close to the ground and yeah. um, and it, I think it'll be very effective yeah and, many and benefits it, it lo- looks very promising does the, does the plans but obviously it depends on uh, which league we happen to be in when we uh, yeah. develop the ground how much money we can spend on it and it also depends of course who's here because if we don't go up mm. you know Ravizani he, he could leave Bielsa's probably going to leave a lot of players yeah. are going to leave so those plans could just be chucked out the water and, and for me as well We've done all this work on four parts recently. I think just to keep Bielsa, yeah. in all fairness. But we've done all this work on four parts. Spent a load of money to 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 uh, redevelop that, and just to move 
training ground, it just seemed to be, you know, we, we just wasted all the time and effort on developing we need, four We needed patch. the short-term benefits, though. We yeah, we did. We did. to not yeah. have facilities just because you've got plans in the works. You need to have the facilities that you need when you need them and be able to require the facilities that, that the club have got now. Yeah. So they had to be built. And it's it's money well spent because the, the players have obviously training much better than they had yes, the previous yeah. seasons. Yeah, and they're a lot, certainly a lot, a lot fitter. I think for me, the move to Matthew Murray, I think it's it's needed. I think because of the location of, of Thorpe Arch, it's, it, it's, a long, it's hard to get to, believe you me. I, I go every other weekend. There's not really any train stations no, near there either. No, the, the, the bus... The bus routes are, are, are quite poor, uh, and it's difficult to get to. So uh, it's on the outskirts of Weatherby, uh, and in I'm the me- middle of nowhere. Yeah, I, rem- I remember McDermott when he first joined. Brian McDermott's manager said all the players are going to live in Leeds to make it a lot easier uh, to get to the training facility and get to the ground. I think a move to to get the training ground nearer the city centre and nearer the football club itself. I think is a very positive move. I think it's a move to, to move the club further forward. Uh, I'll never forget the stories when Chilino was there and stopped all the war time to bring packed lunches in from speaking to Lucy Ward and, and what have you. It was just a very difficult time to be part of the football club. That's all moved on, thank God. So yeah, I think it's a positive step. I think even if we don't go up, I think the plans are in place uh, for Leeds United to hopefully move into Ma- the, that's our Matthew Murray score. I don't know when they're looking to do it. I've not seen any dates of completion or anything like that. But I think for the here and now, yep, Thorpe Arch is great facilities. And what have you, and and Bielsa's implemented the change, especially with the running track. Which, believe you me, you don't want to go on that running track. It is hard work. Uh, <laughs> have you been on it? Uh, I have, uh, and I nearly collapsed on it. But that's another story. <laughs> don't don't do it if you're not fit like is that. Me. Why you're not making the uh, the match day eighteen? <laughs> yes, yes. I might make the match day twenty, but not the eighteen. <laughs> uh, but yeah, for, for the future, I think it's a wonderful wonderful news, and uh, along may it continue. Just more positive positive noises coming out of the football club. Yeah, uh, very positive news, uh, and it's good that we're planning ahead for the future. And, and, and looking yeah. forward it, it, it's very good and a uh, training ground close to home well needed many benefits for the community and yeah. for Leeds United uh, it, it's fantastic it really uh, yeah, is fantastic I think a lot of people forget before we had Thor Parch and when I was growing up they were training on Fulton Park uh, back in the day, back in the 60s, 70s, 80s and early 90s, they moved into Thorpe Park, I think 96 off the top of my head, because it was Wilco's brainchild uh, to, to, to move there, and obviously the academy came through there as well, and the likes of McPhail, Smith, Kuehl, Woodgate, the list goes on, uh, of players that came through at Thorpe Park in the academy, but I think you've got to have your training facilities nearer your ground, and it makes the players familiar with the city as well, Yeah. Uh, and then if they can train on the road, and I'd be able to have them training on the road, I think a couple of times, it makes it a lot easier for them as well, so yeah, all goes well for the future, and it's another, as I said, another positive impact on the football club. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, another news: Marcel Bielsa has <laughs> been spotted shopping uh, in a Morrison's uh, somewhere. Uh, we've seen plenty of pictures of Bielsa shopping in Morrison's before, but this one picture this week has just uh, just uh, gone, just done, done all around. It's just all gone everywhere. Uh, yeah, uh, which is really weird. Just a full picture of Bielsa just going down an aisle. Uh, it looks to be in the uh, canned fish aisle, uh, looking at tuna. From from what I saw, controversial. <laughs> hate tuna personally but you know whatever gets him going yeah, well, what's your favourite fish <laughs> my favourite fish probably mackerel I like mackerel yeah. stats I'm a big cod fan cod fan I'm yeah. a big cod fan I, don't, I like tuna mayonnaise it's really nice and it's yeah. quite healthy for you uh, and what I've done a sandwich I do like it on a jacket potato I must admit yeah, I'm, a, I'm not, I'm not I'm, I, I'm, I quite I'm like a chilli cheese man oh, I'm not, not, not a big chilli cheese man I must admit but uh. Yeah, I, I, quite, I quite like tuna. I, I feel sorry for Barcello in a way because everywhere he goes, he gets snapped. Everyone, you can't every, miss it. Everyone just takes it's on Twitter. So, uh, yeah. but that, that's a day and age. Twenty years ago, when people didn't have mobile phones, and what have you? What were you doing with photos of yeah. George Graham and David O'Leary? But <laughs> I wonder if Bielsa's seen that picture. He's, he's 
probably thinking, I'm just doing my shopping moistens and someone's just. Do, took a picture do you think Bielsa knows what Twitter is? No, probably not. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> if, he did, if he does know what it is, I don't think he'd have any interest in it. No, yeah. no. He's, look, he's a hero to all these fans. What he's done for the football club, what he's done for the community. You see him with the kids as well. It's just, it's yeah. magical. It's brilliant. It? It, it carries it's sweets brilliant. around just to give I did, Do you know what? Yeah. I love it when he walks down into the entrance at Ellen Road. He's got like lollipops in his pocket. Yeah, yeah just and just gives it to the kids. And it's brilliant. And it's yeah. absolutely fantastic. And look, he's turned the whole club around, the whole ethos of the football club around, so on the community around as well. And I just hope it ends in success come what may next year. Yeah, uh, but yeah, bizarre why just why just one picture of Bielsa in Moisens has, has, has done the rounds. A lot of people pointed out the fact that he that he was wearing a Leeds United tracksuit. He, he seems to always wear that Leeds United tracksuit. Though there was a picture on Leeds United. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's the same uh, one. I so think <laughs> I, <hope his> yeah. <laughs> I, I think he just likes free gear. I mean. Uh. I knew, He'll fit in Yorkshire, he likes free stuff. Yeah. Yes. Everyone likes free but, stuff around here. Yeah. yeah, but Leeds United did post a picture of Bielsa at the in 23s game and he wasn't wearing a Leeds United tracksuit, so I don't see what people's argument there is for that. He, he wear always wears a lot wear, of the time, though. Yeah, he does wear a lot of yeah. time. I spotted him in Leeds once and he was wearing it. Uh, he just looks homeless, really, just Bielsa, to be I, honest. I, I think but if you're in Coston Weatherby, now to that, I tell you, probably be Bielsa in there. But look, yeah. what, what, he's not a man that's concerned with his appearance. No, I mean, no. I'm far more concerned about. Beating Derby County about, on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. about the yeah. next game, the next. Yeah. Uh, whatever. He's, he's a very private person, and look, he's a hero. What he's done for me, and he, he's probably the best manager I've seen since Wilco. Because yeah. what Wilco did, he won the league. Okay, O'Leary, fantastic with the Champions League, but what? But some of the football that Bielsa's got us playing is in turned yeah, a team that finished thirteenth in twenty seventeen eighteen to. The verge of promotion. So, yeah, we're yeah, spoiled. We're spoiled look, it, it, it brings a smile seeing all his photos right. with him, and he must get sick of seeing all the yeah. photos. But I, I tell you what, there's something for me. I, I just love seeing a man like Bielsa just wearing Leeds United clothes. Yeah, it's it just, just makes me so happy so, just to see yeah. someone of Bielsa's stature just wearing Leeds United stuff. Yeah, it's great. It's great. It's great. It's great. It's great. Yeah. And look at. I'd love him to be here for the next ten years. Unfortunately, it's not going to be the case. Uh, you wonder what the future would hold. Uh, a if they didn't go up or B if they did go up, uh, it's it's interesting, but it gives them. You'd, like you'd like to think he'd give us another season if we're in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. yeah hopefully. I, I think get, if, get that magic seven spot, Europa League qualifying spot, oh, like Wolves. Crap, yeah, well, <laughs> they're, 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 they're paying for it at the moment because they're really out of form, as mm. shown by the, the five-two hard in the Chelsea game on Saturday. Uh, but look, it's, it's great. We're all enjoying it with Bielsa. Yeah. He's brilliant. He's a fantastic human being as well. Yeah, and I, mean, I just hope it does end up yeah. in, in in joyous scenes. Uh, in May next year. Yeah, I, I wonder what what his shop was in uh, Morrison's. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm more of an Asda man myself, to be honest. But uh, yeah, BL shops in Morrison's. I'm more of an Asda man as well. Yeah. I'm actually more of a uh, co-op person because I've got a co-op under my. Co-op. Yeah. I, do, I did see Apple Helm in there the other week. So <laughs> quite, 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 quite like Sainsbury's. Yeah, uh, yeah so I'm we've all got different views there. We have. Yeah. We have. <laughs> supermarkets. M- m- moving on swiftly, we're left yeah, supermarkets. Moving on to more serious stuff. Then we'll look ahead to Leeds United's next game. That eagerly anticipated game against what used to be Frank Lampard's Derby County but now just is Derby County. <laughs> uh, of course, Saturday, 12.30pm kickoff. Thank you very much, Sky Sports. Again. Um, <laughs> speaking of Frank Lampard, yeah. by the way, uh, do, do we see his, in, his uh, incredible analysis of the Champions League? Yes, uh, it's, it's in two che- stages, apparently. Yeah, che- Chelsea <laughs> tweeted... Stage yeah. <laughs> Never Frank. Chelsea tweeted from his uh, press conference uh, early in the week uh, ahead of their Champions League game. Uh, they tweeted, Lampard explains he sees the Champions League as two parts, the first being the group stage and the second being the knockout this round after Christmas. for 10 years. Oh, he's... Uh, 
<laughs> well, if they play like they did uh, last night, they won't be in the second stage. They'll end up in the Europa League. So. Yeah, Barkley, you absolutely. get in ahead of Michael Brown. Let's just add that. Yeah. I mean, the only reply to that is just no shit, Sherlock. Mm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, two stages. <laughs> I, I didn't know, mate. I didn't know. And uh, his thinking of the Champions League isn't really helping him either. Chelsea lost one nil to at home to Valencia in the first. Uh, I don't even, do you know what? I don't even know who's in Chelsea's group. Who is in Chelsea's group? Bar no Valencia? idea. But I've, I've not taken interest. Zero in interest in Chelsea. No idea. So, yeah. But it, it was demise into the Europa yeah. League. But, but it was <laughs> but it was nice seeing them uh, lose one 0 at home to Valencia in the first uh, Champions League group stage uh, game at home. Uh, very nice to see. Uh, but anyway, enough about Frank Lampard and Chelsea. Uh, let's uh, go on to Saturday's game. Uh, Leeds United, of course, taking on Derby County at Ellen Road. And uh, as I said uh, earlier, it's an early kickoff, twelve thirty p.m. Um, Leeds United, of course, go into it on the back of uh, that two 0 win away at Barnsley last Sunday. We, of course, are top of the league and doing well. And hopefully, of course, we stay at the top of the league. Uh, Derby County, though, they're not doing so well, are they? Uh, under manager Philip Koku uh, just the one win for them which came in their first game of the season 2-1 win away at Huddersfield Again, which is always welcome yeah, it, it's always welcome to win over Huddersfield <laughs> uh, but since then they've uh, drawn four and lost two in the league uh, so not doing too great they're currently 19th on seven points uh, three places and just two points above the relegation zone um, so surely it's a Leeds win Charles they are they're performing poorly at the moment um I think that they've had obviously a lot of tolerance is suspended for this game. He's got uh, discipline problems. Five yellow cards in seven games is insane for a winger. Should never be picking that many up. <laughs> yeah, of course. Tom Lawrence is is suspended for for Saturday's honest, game. If, you, if you're a centre back that's picked five yellow cards up so far, that's a bit excessive. So a winger is ridiculous. Yeah, he's, um, a, he's a forward player who's picked up five yellow cards in seven games. He's, he's it, remarkable. He, he's been very very poor. Uh, they've lost all their lone stars from last season: Tamori and Mountain and uh, Harry Wilson. Uh, they just They've still, uh, they just don't look as good. They've still got some good players. Jack Marriott is always always impressing me for Derby. Don't know why they don't start him more often. Dwayne Holmes, I think he's always he's quite underrated. He um, got a lot of energy. Um, he's always running defenses and um, and getting uh, balls in the box. He's a really good player. But they've got. They've got poor players as well. They've got, yeah. they've got Richard Keogh. We need to be winning this one. <laughs> uh, Tom Lawrence, uh, of course, being out. Tom, it's Tom a big Hull- bonus. Tom Huddleston, he's a, he's a, he's a is he still playing? Yeah, he's a horrendous player. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tom Lawrence being out, though, that's a big bonus for Leeds uh, for me. Uh, to have five yellow cards at this stage of the season. <laughs> for forward as well, it's, yeah, it's remarkable. Uh, uh, Leeds, uh, they do have a good uh, recent record against Derby County and beating in four of our last five meetings. Uh, three wins and a draw there. Mm. Of course, the last meeting, though, was at Ellen Road uh, back on the 15th of May. 4 2 loss, uh, yeah. yeah, 4-2 loss at home. 4-3 uh, in aggregate in the playoff semi-final. Devastating night, that one. We, we don't even mind any of that. Uh, but it, hopefully, that, that yeah. actually happen I can't remember it yeah, I'll try uh, not to but, but hopefully we're going <laughs> but hopefully it's time for us to go and uh, yeah, get our revenge we've got a decentish home record in the last few against Derby I know we won 2 on Tanushi got a couple in 14-15 under Redfern Drew Tull under Evans uh, beat them 1-0 Chris Woodhead in what I thought was Gary Monk's best performance as Leeds manager lost 2-1 under Christiansen and then uh, last season beat, beat them 2-0 at Ellen Road uh, Jack Clark probably Jack Clark's best game uh, it's an opportunity again for me Derby as you've said I look to the league table I don't think they were 19th when you think Crikey for the money that they've spent. Obviously, they've got the addition of Wayne Rooney coming, which I think is so fast. To be honest with yeah. you, they're being what's thirty-two red bank rule in their absolutely they're being investigated by the football league, and I, I yeah. think Steve Gibson is looking to sue them. So off the pitch, they're probably not in great hands. On the pitch, they've not got going this this season, no. and I hope it doesn't start on Saturday to have one win from the first seven. Lampard had a hell of a much better record at the start of last season. He did the then the cocky this season. He had like a forty-two percent win rate. Did yeah, Lampard. yeah, he was, he was poor. 
Uh, I, I think yeah. I saw, did Chris Martin come off the bench? Uh, is he still at Derby, Chris Martin? <laughs> I, I'm swear I saw him come off the bench I somewhere this week. he's still at Coldplay, isn't he? Somewhere Coldplay, yeah. With his son Apple. <laughs> I think his son Apple. Uh, but I, I, I don't rate Derby at the moment. I look, they might come good, but Leeds have an opportunity to just put a little daylight between themselves and the rest of the teams. Bristol City play Swansea, which we want as a draw, but I think Bristol City will actually win that game. Charlton go away to Wigan. Look, I know it's early dead looking yeah. at uh, all the other teams and all the other scores. But Charlton will probably win that one, though. More than likely. Yeah, so we kind of need to win. Yeah. yeah win, go two points clear at the top of the league, hopefully. And, uh, I, I, I just think it's an opportunity for Leeds on... We've, uh... <laughs> We've had a, a poor record with six pointers though in the past. Uh, that Charlton game worries me. Oh, again, early. <laughs> I don't look at six points until very much later on in the season. Like the last six point for me was Sheffield United at home and we blew it. So we don't want to talk about six pointers just yet. Tyler Roberts in the post. Oh, I know if that goes still, in, it still annoys me. If that, that goes in, at least win promotion more than likely. But yeah. fine margins. Uh, yeah, I, I fully expect Leeds to come out all guns blazing. I don't think the word revenge will come into be else's vocabulary. I don't think it works like that. I think what's gone on in the past has gone on in the past. You can't change it. Saturday's a new game. It's a new philosophy for him. It's a new approach, a new manager. Uh, Kaku has a different way of trying to play games than than, uh, than Frank Lampard did. Surprise if only won one game in the league, as I said, on the opening of the season against Huddersfield. They didn't look great against Huddersfield, but I don't think you had to look great against Huddersfield to beat no. them this season so far. I do wish the Cali brothers all the best. I think they've got a hell of a job on uh, the John Smiths. Again, I just think Leeds can go into the game full of confidence uh, and, and, and trying to get get three points yeah absolutely uh, Derby what did they do last time out Derby uh, uh, 1-1 draw it was was that against oh no it wasn't against was that Cardiff uh, yeah it was yeah it was on Cardiff. Scow wasn't yes. it last Friday night away, yeah away at Cardiff uh, yeah. that was a dreadful but, game yeah. uh, home against Cardiff they won't Cardiff. win that one they, they, they kind of had a pen that's right yeah another team Cardiff not got going yet under one I can't even expect them to be there or thereabouts no, they're, they're ruining my championship dream team oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one does I, I that for you. All the defences thinking, oh yeah, one o'clock. There's lot shit in everyone in no time, but it hasn't happened. I, I just wonder if one not stayed one more, one year too long. Well, we can always cover that later in, in on. the football league. I, I think so. possibly, possibly. But yeah, in management hanging yeah. around my TV screen. Yeah, as, as far as the lineup goes, I'd make that one change. I'd bring Halda Costa in for yeah. uh, for Jack Harrison. I'd keep Niketi on the bench because it's an option to have off the bench yeah. to try and score the winning goal. Yeah. Tyler Roberts coming back and it'll be interesting to see if Luke Ayling's fit as well obviously four shots fit do you bring him back in for Shackleton I think you probably do yeah for and me ke- you and, do, and yeah. keep Shackleton if, on if the bench fit, yeah. if, he's, if he's 100% so, yeah. uh, I would bring Costa in as well for Harrison it would be harsh on Harrison but Costa just is better yeah and yeah. Ketchia though for, for you Charles would you put in Ketchia for me I, I would for this for this particular game in general I think Bamford deserves more of a run but in this game I think that Ketchia will give the likes of Keogh a lot more trouble than, than Bamford will. yeah I think Keogh struggles as well. to deal with Struggles to deal with uh, fast, uh, nip, uh, kind of agile strikers a lot more than he struggles to deal with yeah. the physical. Because we uh, saw it in the playoff final, yeah. him him against Bamford, Keogh got the better of Bamford. Yeah, he, he's quite he's a bit more comfortable going kind of muscling about with strikers. He's less comfortable having someone sprint past him and putting in his yeah, net. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Enketia would run ring round Keogh. For yeah. me, Enketia has to start. I think you look at the Barnsley game, Bamford missed so many good chances, and Enketia comes on. One chance, one goal, and and he wins us the game. So for, for me, Eddie and Ketcher has has to start, but uh, definitely, uh, I admit, I'd agree with starts. Make that admit, uh, uh, put Costa in uh, for Harrison, but Eddie Ketcher for me, I, I'd start him, especially at home as well. I'd start him. Um, but Bamford seems to be much better away from home. Anyway, he's not scored at Ellen Road for yeah. a while. No, uh, 
Yeah, I, I, I so pers- weird one. I personally go with Bamford. I just think it's just to keep it was it like was, that. Was Wick was the dreaded Wigan yes. at home? Was that his last yes. goal? Yes, don't go there. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to erase <laughs> that game from my memory. But yeah, personally, I go keep, keep with Bamford, and then you have the, the Inketi option to bring him off the bench. I'm sure if it's not going well, Bielsa's not daft. He knows what to do. Yeah, he'll probably go and score the winning goal. But I fully expect Leeds to to make it back-to-back victories on uh, on Saturday lunchtime. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, I think, uh, apart from those three changes, it'll, it'll be unchanged, of course, unless there's any injuries. Yep. Uh, score predictions then. Sats, you're going for a win. What, 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 what are you going for? 3-0. 3-0. I'm, I'm confident. I, I, think, I think we'll have these as well. I, I'm, I'm just confident. 2-0. 2-0. I, I just think somewhere along the line, someone's going to take a tonking. We did it to West Brom last season, 4-0. That was Wonderful game. performance. Probably one of the best games ever attended. I, I, I just feel that... The victory at Barnes has given them a lot of confidence uh, after the defeat against Swansea, and I think they'll create chances for fun. You get at Richard Keogh. Uh, I know we all laugh and joke with Richard Keogh. He's a very good professional. You put Nketiah or Bamford against him, I think he might struggle. So, yeah, I think it's an opportunity to get an early goal. Uh, well, I don't think we've scored in the first half at the road yet this season, off the top of my head. Not. Uh, not in, not, certainly not in uh, in the league. Yeah. Nottingham Forest was one all, second half goal from uh, Hernandez. Brentford was a late goal from Nketiah. Swansea lost and Stokes scored two goals in the second half. So, not scored that first half goal yet. Uh, yeah, not even in the cup as well. So, yeah. So, if we can get that early goal, I think we're going on to win the match quite comfortably. Yeah, so you're going 3 0 stats. Yeah. So Charles, you're going 2 0. I'll go. I'll go with. I'll, I'll go three 0 as well. Good I'll man. go. I'll go three 0 to Leeds United. I, I reckon we will win, and uh, yeah, hopefully we uh, do give Derby a thumping. That'd be very nice. Uh, but that does bring us to the end of uh, episode thirty-five of the uh, All Things Leeds podcast. Thank you very much, as always, to Charles for joining me. Thanks for having me, mate. And uh, thank you very much to Stats thank as you. well. I've, for I've just had a text from my publishers. The books are arriving at Ellen Road tomorrow, so touch sure they'll be in the shop. Get down and Pop- buy it if anyone's uh, listening. Uh, yeah, yes. please do. Thank I will sign it. it. Uh, they should hopefully be in the shops either for the Derby County game or definitely for the West Brom game. Yeah. Uh, uh, in, uh, is that in the start of October? Yeah, we'll need to get you on the podcast again in a yes, few weeks be, uh, after your book's more been released. To make my fourth appearance. Hopefully, it's a, a winning one as well on yeah. Saturday. <laughs> Saturday hopefully, yeah, hopefully, but thank you very much for joining thank us. Thank you. We do, really do appreciate it. And uh, thank you to uh, everyone as well uh, who has listened or watched. Uh, we uh, really do appreciate that as well. Uh, if you enjoyed, then why not subscribe or follow the podcast? Uh, Charles, I should definitely give us a five star rating on Apple Podcast. Absolutely. They? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you feel like it, please feel like it. <laughs> yes. Don't leave us a bad review. Leave us a good review. Five star review. Don't be nice. If you hated it, just just don't, don't, just don't leave yeah, a review don't, don't do anything <laughs> uh, share the uh, podcast around as well help us out uh, make sure to follow All Things Leeds on social media we're on Facebook Twitter and Instagram search up All Things Leeds 1 on Twitter and Instagram search up All Things Leeds on Facebook uh, keep up to date with, with uh, everything that is happening uh, subscribe to the uh, YouTube channel as well if you have not already uh, me and Charles will be back next week but for now take care and we'll see you later